verdien om in hel te wees. En soos, as gevolg van Jesus, is ons nie. En soos, as gevolg van Jesus, soos, het hy vir ons gesterf, en ons gaan hemel toe. Ons kan verhoudingen met hom. En mag, mag dit waar ek vandag praat, en die doop, en die heilige geest, en kerk, en alles wat ons doen, mag dit, mag die lewe wat ons vind uit dit, uit, uit die plek uit wees van, man, Jesus het vir elke van ons gesterf. Soos, hy het soveel genade oor ons. Um, kan ek vir ons bid, voordat ons begin. O oh, Jesus, ek kom dank u, dat u so goed is. Jesus, ek kom dank u, um, dat u soveel liefde en genade oor ons het, Heere. Vader, ek kom eer u vir elke persoon wat vandag gedoop gaan word, Heere. Ons kom celebrate saam met hulle, Heere. Ons kom langs hulle in en ons kom eer u vir die werk wat u in hulle harte kom doen het, Heere. Ja, Vader, ek kom bid, mag dit so speciale dag wees vir hulle vandag. En Heere, ek kom bid sommer vir ons, mag ons so'n ontmoeting met u hee, um, vir ochend. En vader ook sommer wanneer ons die dope witness, Heere, mag ons so'n ervaring met u hee, dier dit. Ek kom bid dit in Jesus' naam. Amen. Jy kan jou bybel oopmaak by handelinge hoofstuk 2. Handelinge hoofstuk 2 vers 37. So, die versie waarom ek wil begin, uh, net bykie background te gee, Jesus is al, het al klaar opgevaar hemel toe, en die disciples is al gevul met die heilige geest, en soos, daar was klomp jode geweest van recht oor die wereld, en hulle was soos, wat gaan hier aan, en dis toe Petrus vir hulle antwoord. So, handelinge 2 vers 37 sê, Now when they heard this, they came, oh, when they, when they, when, sorry, Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and for your children, and for you who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. So ek wil vir oogend bykie gesels oor twee goed wat Petrus hier so vir hulle sê. Hy sê vir hulle, bekeer julle, en dan sê vir hulle, word gedoop, be baptized. En dan die volgende ding wat hy vir hulle sê is, so dat julle gevul sal word met die Heilige Geest, so dat julle die gave van die Heilige Geest sal ontvang. So my boodskap gaan half in twee dele wees, die eerste gedeelte gaan ek bykie praat oor die doop, wat het beteken, wat het behals, en dan gaan ek afsluit om bykie te praat oor die heilige geest en sy werking in ons levens. So die eerste punt wat ek wil maak oor die doop, is, die doop is nie die plek waar jy gered word nie. Soos as jy gedoop word, soos die elderse kinders wat nou gedoop word, mensies wat nou gedoop word, jy word nie gered as jy nou gedoop word nie. Jy is al klaar gered jy het al reeds jou leven vir Heere gegeen, jy het al reeds bekeer, um, jy het al reeds jou geloof in Jesus gesit, en die doop is iets wat na redding kom, dit is iets wat die Heere vir ons verwacht om te doen, nadat ons, nadat ons gered is. Um, en ek en, ek en Charles het in die week, in die week koffie gedrink, en ek besef net weer en so, dat 
Er is soveel wat een mens kan sê oor die doop. Dit is soos, jy kan ure en ure en ure praat. Maar ek wil twee goeders uitleg wat die heren vir my ook om herinner het oor die doop en vir elkeen wat gedoop word vandag, wat de realiteit is vir hulle. Um, nou, en die eerste ding is, die doop is een symbool. Die doop is een teken van geestelike realiteite wat waar is in jou leven. So, Ek wil goed vir Kenneth en Monique vraag, om hiervoor te kom staan. Kom staan vir hiervoor. Nee, sit op, sit op. <laughs> so, as jylle na Kenneth's hand kyk, dan sal jylle sien, hier is een ring aan. Nee? Het is een groot ring. Het is een groot ring. En as jylle na Monique's hand kyk, dan sal jylle sien, daar is ook een ring aan haar hand. Okay? As jylle hulle individueel sien, wat wees die ring vir jylle? Soos as jylle hulle sien, wat wees dit vir jylle? Soos wat jylle is getrek? Nee? So, die ring, wat aan hulle vinger is, is as een fysische symbool van een realiteit wat Kenneth met Monique het en Monique met Kenneth, hulle het die verbond gemaakt die noor mekaar, om mekaar lief te hee, totdat hulle doodgaan. Nee. En hierdie ring, wees dit vir allemaal. Soos Kenneth is soos, I'm already taken. Soos, ek sien beskik waar hier. Nee? So, <laughs> so, jylle kan wel gaan sit, cool. <laughs> so, net soos wat die, die ring, teken is, en een symbool is van, hulle union met mekaar, so is die doop ook vandag, een teken, en een symbool wat in elke mens hart gebeur het, wat nou gedoop word. Um, as een mens gedoop word, gaan jy onder die water in, en dit is symbolies, dat ons het eenheid met die dood van Jesus, soos ons het saam met hom dood gegaan. Ons leven is nie meer, soos, ek is nie meer Tian nie, Tian is dood, soos, ek het dood gegaan saam met Jesus, my leven behoort aan hom, soos, ek het nie meer rechte nie, ek kan nie voor God kom en sê, soos, ek kan hierdie demand nie, want ek het dood gegaan, soos, en wanneer ons onder die water in gaan, symboliseer dit, dat weet jy wat, my leven is nie meer myne nie, het is Jesus in, ek behoort, ek behoort aan hom, en dan, wanneer ons uit die water uitkom, symboliseer dit, dat een dag, sal ons saam met hom weer opstaan, soos een dag, gaan die Heilige Geest ons weer opwek, en ons gaan saam met hom hemel toe gaan. Um, ja, so en die doop, juist is symbolies, en dit, dit is een teken van iets geestelik wat in ons gebeur het, maar soos wat ek en Charles gepraat het, en Maria het laatst week gedoop geraak, en iets wat ek net weer eens daar ervaar het en gesien het, is, dat dit nie net symbolies nie. Dit is een mystery, dat is een geestelike iets wat gebeur, wat ek nog nie heel te wel verstaan nie, maar dat is iets wat gebeur, en dat is een mystery aan dit, wat ek hier erg vir jou 100% kan verduidelik nie, maar dit is waar, dit is waar. Um, en ek wil hier kom ons gaan kyk gaan na Romeine 6, Romeine 6 vers 3 tot 5. En Paulus skryf vir die kerk, en hy sê die volgende, Do you not know 
that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. So Paulus trek a parallel tussen, weet jylle nie dat wanneer jylle gedoop was in Christus, dat ons eenheid het met sy dood. En as gevolg van dit, kan ons opstaan in newness of life. Ons kan nieuwe lewe hee, ons kan vreugde hee, ons kan actually lewe hee, as gevolg van dit, dat ons eenheid het um, met Jesus' dood. En dan gaan hy aan vers 5, For if we were united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Soos, kyk gaan na vers 5, dit is eindelijk so huge, huge belofte vir ons. For if we were united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Dit is nie van, jy gaan dalk nie, of ek hoop maar so nie. You shall certainly be united with, of resurrected with him. So die van ons wat al gedoop is, en wat ons harte verheerde gegeet, wat ons geloof in hom gesit het, hier is een belofte vir jou, dat, weet jy wat, jy gaan saam met Jesus opstaan. Die Heilige Geest gaan ons levend maak, met glorified bodies, hoe dit gaan lyk, weet ek nie. And we will be with him in heaven, forever. Wat sê hier? Hoopelik, hoopelik. So, so vir die van ons wat gedoop geword vandag, dit is so'n speciale dag. Dit is so'n dag waar een mens daar kan terugkijk en sê, yes, ek het so met Jesus doodgegaan. En ek sal so met hom opstaan. My leven is nie meer my nie. My leven is Isen. En dit is so'n dag waar een mens dit kan neerskryf en op jou speelplak en sê, daai datum, soos ek is gedoop, soos my, my leven is, is Isen. My leven is Isen. En laatste paar, laatste twee goekies oor die doop, dit is eindelijk vanzelfsprekend vir baie van ons, maar die doop is vir gelovig is. Die Bijbel sê dat, as jy jou hart verheerde gee, as jy geloof in Jesus sit, as jy bekeer, laat jy doop. Dit is, maak jy saak of jy 13, 15, 30, 80 is nie. As jy jou leven vir die Heere gegee het, dan sê die woord, laat jy doop. Laat jy doop. En dan nog een ding is, ek weet die Rooms-Katholieke kerk en al die mense, die Presbyterians, hulle sal soos sprinkeling doen, of hulle sal water opsit, of sikke goeders, maar die bybelse manier, en hoe dit in geschiedenis gedoen is, in geschiedenisse kerk, is om in die water gedompeld te word. Jy gaan heel toemal in die water in, en kom uit, om, doe vir ouwe, dit is een beskykie, jy gaan, jy gaan in die water in, en kom uit, om te symboliseer, dat ek gaan saam met Jesus dood, en ek staan saam met hom op, dit is beautiful, so, vir die van julle wat gedoop word, ek sien uit vir vanmiddag, dit gaan beautiful wees, dit gaan beautiful wees, en vir die van ons wat het gaan witness, mag ons nie net celebrate dat, hulle lewe het, en dat hulle so met Jesus doodgegaan het, maar mag ons by ons self ook wees, sê dankie heren, dat ek so met u doodgegaan het, en dat ek lewe het, mag ons so herinner word, aan die feit dat ons gered is, soos dat Jesus ons kom red het, 
En dan een ander ding wat Petrus vir die mense gesê het in handelinge, is dat jullie die gave van die Heilige Gees sal ontvang. En hier is so een journey waar die hier die afgelope paar jare met my gestap het oor die persoon van die Heilige Gees en sy werking in ons en dier ons, dat dus is, die Heere kom herinner my gereeld so aan dit, en is iets wat soos, my so joy gee, en purpose gee in die lewe. Um, so paar goeders, Jesus het gesê, dat, soos denk gau hier aan, Jesus het vir sy disciples gesê, voordat hy gekruisig gaan word, dat, dit is beter dat ek weggaan, want ek sal vir julle die helper stuur, ek sal vir julle die heilige geest stuur. Soos, sit, sit gau jouself in die skoene van die disciples, neem, Jy het vir drie jaar saam met Jesus geloop, jy het gesien hoe hy mense uit die doodheid opwek, jy het gesien hoe hy miracles doen, Jesus, jy het God voor jou gesien. En dan sê Jesus vir jou, weet jy wat, het is beter dat ek weggaan, want ek gaan die Heilige Geest vir jou stuur. Ek denk, in ons levens en in die kerk, is die persoon van die Heilige Geest eindelijk al so eenkant geskyf, en mense consider om nie, um, dis half, soos mense focus baie meer op die vader en Jesus, maar die heilige geest is half, soos persoon wat eenkant geskyf is, en dis deel van my hart vir ochend, dat ons in ons persoonlijke levens, besef sal kry dat men, God as persoon is met ons, die heilige geest is met ons, God is met ons, en die karaktereigenskappe van Jesus, die karaktereigenskappe van God die vader, is die selfde wat die Heilige Geest het. Jesus is alomteenwoordig, die Heilige Geest is alomteenwoordig. Die Vader is almachtig, die Heilige Geest is almachtig. Die Vader is heilig, die Heilige Geest is ook heilig. Heilige Geest. Is, hy is God. Hy is God. Hy is nie net soos een gevoel wat jy krij nie. Hy is nie uh, soos hoendervleis nie. Hy is, soos, hy is een persoon wat met ons is. Soos, ek denk baie keer, hoe sy ons kerkdienste anders gelijk het, as Jesus in persoon, soos hier langs my gestaan het, soos as Jesus hier gestaan het, hoe sy ons ons dienste gedoen het, hoe sy ons gedink het, maar eindelijk, dit is so, die Heilige Geest is hier met ons, God is hier met ons, soos mag ons ons dienste doen, en die meneer in ons communities doen, in licht van my, God is met ons, die Heilige Geest is met ons, En dan nog een ding wat Jesus vir sy disciples gesê het is, wacht in Jerusalem, totdat ek jy heilige geest vir julle gee, en wanneer ek om vir julle gee, sal julle kracht ontvang, om my getuies te wees, en in Jerusalem, Samaria, en tot die eindhoeken van die wereld. Jesus het vir julle gesê, julle sal kracht ontvang, want die heilige geest oor hulle kom. En soos wat ek voorbereid, het ek aan Marius gedink, wat so hard het vir evangelism, om mense in te trek, om mense te red, en ek vroeg vir jyre soos, hoekom is al sekere mense, wat so so hard vir dit het, maar het voel vir my, my hart is betekker koud, vir die verloore mense, soos, hoekom is dit al, altyd op en af, en op en af, en is asof jyre vir my kom wees soos, wanneer die heilige geest oor jy kom, sal jy kracht ontvang, om een witness te wees, soos, vraag vir die heilige geest om oor jy te kom, word gevul met die Heilige Geest, lewe in die kracht van die Heilige Geest, en jy sal een beter witness wees, en jy sal een hart hee vir die, vir die wat verloren is. Kom ons gaan gaan na handelinge 2 vers 1 tot 4 toe. 
en dit is wat Lucas skryf, waar, waar die Heilige Geest gekom het. Hy sê, When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a, mushing, a rush, mighty rushing wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And Hulle was om en by 120 saam in een vertrek waar hulle gebid het en gewag het vir Heere. En hier so sê Lukas dat amal van hulle het die Heilige Geest ontvang. En saam met hulle was die 12 disciples. Nee? En die rest was nie mense noodwendig wat sy name jy ken nie. Jy, nie, jy weet nie van hulle nie. Hulle word nie ges- van geskryf in die Bijbel nie. Maar elkeen van hulle het die Heilige Geest ontvang. So die gave van die Heilige Geest is nie net vir die ouderlinge, of vir die diakens, of vir die mature mense nie. As ek gister tot bekering gekom het, is die, kan ek die gave van die Heilige Geest ontvang, en ek kan stap in sy kracht. Dis is, dis vir amal, dis nie net vir die mature mense, wat al 30 jaar gereed is nie. As jy laas week gereed is, is die Heilige Geest vir jou, en vir elkeen van ons, van ons vandag. En so, soos, soos wat ek voorbereid, vraag vir die Heere, is cool, jy skryf in die woord, dat hulle die Heilige Geest ontvang, en ons sien dat hulle kracht krijgt om te witness, en dat revival uitgebreek, en christenskap het verspreid oor die hele wereld. Maar, is hierdie rarig nog vir vandag? Soos, is die doping van die Heilige Geest, die gaves, die werking van die Heilige Geest, is dit nog diezelfde soos wat het in die Bijbelse tijd was? So ek het, Toe ek een tiener was, die ou wat my disciple het, was een hardcore Calvinist, cessationist, dus hy het nie gegloe in die doping van die Heilige Geest nie, nie gegloe in professie, tangs, hy het gedink, soos, dit was weg. En, soos wat ek op een plek gekom het van, soos, jyre, wat sê jy woord? Wat sê jy woord oor hierdie ding? En ek weet, soos, ek kan getuig, waar ek die Heilige Geest ervoor het, en waar hy my gedoop het, en gevul het, en waar ek in sy kracht gewandel het. Kenneth kan vir jou getuig, Charles kan vir jou getuig, maar op die ouwe end, soos, baseer ons nie ons theologie, en dit wat ons gloe, net op mensese ervarings nie. Ons baseer dit op wat die woord sê. En, kom ons gaan gaan na handelinge 2, vers 17 en 18. Dit is waar Petrus bezig is om te preek vir die mense, en hy quote die gedeelte uit Joel uit, and it said the following, And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams, even on my male servants and my female servants. In those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. So, Jesus sê Petrus vir hulle, dat in die laaste dag, God verklaard het, dat hy sy gees oor amal sal uitstort. Of jy nou, a male servant is, of a female servant, of jy nou, a kind of a dochter is, maak jy saak wie jy is nie, as jy in die Heere behoort, sal hy sy gees 
oor jou uitgeet, en hy wil, hy wil. Um, en hierdie was soos twee versies van my, wat dit net so kom settel het in my hart, dat weet jy wat, die heilige geest en sy werking en die doop is nog so vir vandag. Ons kan dit vandag ervaar. Ons kan dit vir ochend ervaar. Hmm. Ek het uh, vir Wimpie, wat een ouderling was hier so met ons, en hy leid nou gemeente in Stilbaai. So ek terug het hy my van sy notas gegeven oor die heilige geest, en ek het daar gewerk, en daar was twee sinniekies, wat so vir my uitgestaan het, wat soos my so getref het, dat soos het voel vir my, my leven sal nooit weer diezelfde selfde wees nie. Dis soos, ek het het even uitgeprint, en soos, boe my ijskas en my spiel geplak, dat ek het kan herinner daarvan word. En ek wil jou encourage, doen dit, dit help. So die volgende, die volgende twee sinniekies, skryf het neer, en kom ons herinner onszelf die hele tijd daaraan. So die eerste een is, Jouw erfenis, dit wat die Heere vir jou het, dit wat die Heere in jou wil doen, dit wat vir jou voorlee, jou erfenis, is om gereeld vervul te word met die Heilige Gees. Jou erfenis, is om gereeld vervul te word met die Heilige Gees. Ek kan onthou, toe ek, so ek het groot geword in een baptiste gemeente, in een baptiste kerk, en doktrine gewijs, theologie gewijs, was hulle solid, soos hulle het ons geleer van die Heilige Gees, hulle het ons geleer van doop, hulle het ons geleer van dooping in die Heilige Gees, hulle het ons geleer van tangs, het ons geleer van prophecy, al die goeders, dit was, die lering was solid, maar wanneer ons bij elkaar gekom het, wanneer ons leven saam gedoen het, het ek niks van het gesien nie, dit was, dit was iets wat hier gestaan het, maar iets wat ek nie kon sien nie, dit was iets soos, Oké, okay, ik weet, dat is tangs, maar wat is het? Hoe klink het? Wat is het? Dus, dit was zo my tiener, my tiener jare was. En toe gaan ek TMT toe, so Bible School in Wellington, en letterlijk my heel eerste pre-meeting, by, by Josh Jane gemeente. Gaan ons ons pre-meeting daarvoor, en die persoon wat die pre-meeting lei, sê, oké, okay, hulle so, kom ons allemaal bid gauw in ons taal, vir so paar minuten, en dan uh, gaan ons van daar af. Dit was om Franco. En, ek, en die mense bid in hulle taal, en ek staan daar, ek is soos, wat gaan hier aan? Dis soos, wow, hierdie is weird. Soos, ek het hierdie nog nooit ervaar nie. Hierdie was soos, dit was vreemd vir my gewees. En ek kan onthou, ek bel die ou, um, wat my disciple het op oorskool, die ou wat soos nie geloo in dit nie. En ek bel om, ek sê vir hom, ek het nou net hierdie ervaar, het ek hier rechte besluit gemaakt? Soos, moet ek terugkom bloem toe? Soos, is hierdie, wat, wat gaan hier aan? He? En, en sy woorde aan my, soos ek geloof dit was net die heren, sy woorde aan my was, as dit in die bybel is, kou vir dit, maak seker dit is biblikal. Dit was sy woorde aan my, was soos, meet alles aan die woord. Okay? En ek het so met Mike Dovey op pad gestap, waar ek en hy actually na versies gekyk het, en goeders uitgefigur het, en ek het so op een plek gekom, waar men, soos die werking van die heilige gees, tangs, prophecy, doping in die heilige geest, is so real, en is so life-giving, dit is, ek, um, ek kan onthou Matthew, wat kom kyk uit nou, ja, een van die oukies wat saam met my by TMT was, het ons gesê, soos, een aand was ons net soos, kom ons hou pre-meeting, al die TMT mense, ons gaan na die saalkie toe, en ons bid, en ons het by mekaar gekom, en ons was soos, ok, ons gaan nie hierdie plek verlaat, 
as ons nie ontmoeting met die Heilige Geest gehad het nie. Ons gaan nie bly totdat ons ontmoet. Ek weet nie of ons net jong was of naïef of iets nie, maar ons harte was net soos, dus nou of nooit. En man, ons het gebid, ons het gebid, soos tot ons een hier, twee hier aand toe. En man, die aand was soos die beste aand van my leven. Dit was soos, die red so opgedaag en een mens gevul en een mens kom herinner aan waarhede, mens kom herinner aan die kruis en het is rarig voor een emotionele ervaring. Soos, as die heilige geest in jou werk, dit is nie net logic en knowledge en inlichting nie. Dit is, daar is emotie wat te paard gaan met dit. Um, en ek wil ons elkeen encourage, mag ons harte hee, wil ons sê, Heere, ek gaan met u tyd spandeer, totdat ek u ervaar, totdat ek ontmoeting het met u. Ek gaan u nie los nie, totdat u my vul. Um, en dan, die tweede sinnekie wat ek wil uitleg, wat jylle kan neerskryf, wat ek by Wimpie gekry het, is, jou erfenis is om te leef in en dier die kracht van die Heilige Gees. Jou erfenis is om te leef in en dier die kracht van die Heilige Gees. En soos wat ek, soos wat ek oor die sinnekie gemediteer het en gedink het, toet ek besef soos Man, die Heer het nog soveel in my hart, soos die Heer het nog soveel in my hart kom werk, dat ek leef in die kracht van die Heilige Geest. En nie net oomlik tot oomlik nie, maar dat ek leef actually in en dier die kracht van die Heilige Geest. En die Heer het so vir my a picture kom gee, wat Alex snakt is, wat dit vir my kom openbaar het. So imagine, soos imagine dis jou trouwdag, jou trouw, en soos jy en jou vrou of jy en jou man, trek in jou huis in, en so aan, en jy sê vir jou man of jou vrou, wat is so, uh, is cool, daar is ons, soos slaapkamer, jy kan al bly, uh, ek sal jou roep as ek jou nodig het, soos, is reg, jy kan daar so bly, ek roep jou as ek jou nodig het, soos, denk jylle, die marriage gaan gezond wees, nee, die verhouding gaan nie werk nie, dit gaan glad nie werk nie, En dis asof die Heere vir my kom sê het, soos, dis hoe ek baie keer die Heilige Geest hanteer. Soos, dis hoe ek die Heilige Geest hanteer. Dis soos, ek Heere, ek sal tyd met jou spandeer, ek sal jou soek, wat ek jou nodig het. En die Heere het so my oog om oopmaak, dat hy wil nie net soos ons krik wees waarop ons leen, soos wat ons loof nie. Hy wil actually saam met ons loof, hy wil ons vriend wees. Hy wil leven saam met ons doen. Ja, so mag ons, mag ons ons levens soos investigate, en mag ons seker maak dat ons tyd uitsit om tyd saam met die Heilige Geest te spandeer. Um, Martinet, ek weet nie of sy hier is nie, maar sy het nou die dag by community gesê, tydens lockdown het sy soos haar slaapsak gevat en het soos daar buiten op die tuin gaan sit en sy het al gele en tyd by die Heere spandeer. En het was my so cool picture van om net te chill saam met Jesus, om te chill saam met die Heilige Geest, om dit nie een geestelike ding te maak nie, maar om net leven te geniet saam met hom, om net leven te doen saam met hom. En nog een ding wat ek wil uitleg is, wat, Wim, wat Wimpie ook gesê het in sy notas. So ek en Wimpie rig tennis af, soos ons koppe is tennis mense, en wat hy gesê het is soos, om een christen te wees sonder die heilige gees, is om soos een tennisspeler te wees wat soos 
jy kyk na die TV en jy kyk hoe al die professionele mense tennis speel en jy staan in jou huis met een raket en jy swaai dier en jy doen al die bewegings maar jy gaan nooit na een tennisbaan toe en jy speel een wedstrijd nie. Soos om een christen te wees sonder die heilige geest is soos daai. Jy gaan dier die routines maar dit is nie rare christenskap nie. Soos dit is nie, it's not the real deal. Dit is nie wat die Heere vir jou het nie. Die Heere het soveel meer vir jou. En vir ons as christene om werkelijk waar lewe te hee, moet ons dit doen in die kracht van die Heilige Geest en saam met hom. So, ek wil afsluit met hierdie laaste versie. Hierdie is so my gebed vir elkeen van ons en vir ons as gemeente, um, dat hierdie drie goeders rarig sal waarwees vir ons. En nie net in een groter sens nie, maar vir ons elkeen as individue. Um, van jy kan 2 Korintheers 13 en 14 opzet. Het sê, so Paulus sluit sy brief af vir die kerk van Korinthe en hy sê, The grace of the Lord Jesus and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Soos my, my gebed is dat die genade van Jesus, dat ons openbaring van Jesus' genade sal hee, en dat ons openbaring van God die Vaderse liefde sal hee. En dan derdens mag ons, mag ons mense wees wat fellowship het, verhouding het, lewe doen, sommer die Heilige Geest. En nie net vir hom sê, jy kan in die kamer wacht as ek jou nodig het nie. Soos, mag ons lewe sommer het om doen. Ja, kan ek vir ons bid? Jesus, dankie dat jy soveel genade vir ons het, Heere. Vader, dankie vir jy geduld met ons. En vader, dankie dat jy ons stelselmatig leer en schuip en mold om meer soos jy te lyk, Heere. Ek kom bid vir die oukies wat vandag gedoop gaan word, Heere. Mag jy so'n ontmoeting met hulle, Heere. Mag hulle vandag nooit vergeet nie. Heilige Geest, mag jy hulle vol Mag jy vir hulle kom openbaar, wat jy vir hulle wil kom openbaar, jyre. En voordat ek kom bid ook vir ons, mag ons, mag ons kinders van jy wees, wat nabij aan jy is. Wat tyd spandeer met jy, jyre. En heilige geest, ek kom bid, mag jy ons kom leer, om fellowship met jy te hee. En kom bid het in Jesus' naam. Amen. Lied sê. don't have one. <laughs> uh, man, I, 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 I'm experiencing this thing where um, I experienced this morning as well that everything we do and everything we are is grace. It's grace from Jesus. Um, I mean, Jan David is leading worship. It's because Jesus gave him grace. Uh, Marisa being in worship team, it's Jesus giving her grace. And Everything we do is just because of Jesus' grace on us. It's not because we are special. We all deserve to go to hell. It's just grace. It's just grace. Um, so this afternoon, I want to speak about baptism. This morning we had a couple of baptisms. And I just want to speak a little bit about it. And then from there on go on to 
who the Holy Spirit is and He's working and He's dealing in our lives as we worship Him, as we do church. Um, Martinette, you can put on Acts 2, verse 33, 37. So this verse begins where Peter preached to all the Jews that came together after the day of Pentecost and the Holy Spirit came. And Luke writes the following. He says, Now when they heard this, Peter's preach. Peter was preaching, and it says, Now when they heard the preach of Peter, they were cut to the heart and said to him, and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and for your children, and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. So Luke is writing this, and he says, Peter Peter said to them, Three things. They must repent. They've heard the word. They must repent. Second, they must be baptized. And then the third thing he says is they will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. They will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, quickly try and imagine putting yourself in the shoes of the disciples and these Jews. They were expecting a Messiah to come. And the disciples as well, as they grew up, they were hearing this thing, a Messiah will come, a Messiah will come. And finally, when Jesus appeared and came on the scene, they were living with him for three years. They witnessed his miracles. They witnessed him raising people from the dead. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit appears. And Jesus said as well to them, he said that they should wait in Jerusalem when he went to heaven, he said to them, they should wait on the Holy Spirit. And the first thing, another thing that, that Peter tells these people is, after they have repented, they should be baptized. So just a few things on baptism. At the point of baptism, you don't get saved. Like your salvation doesn't happen at baptism. Baptism is something that it's a step of obedience after you've been saved. So when the people that this morning had got baptized, they're, they're already Christians. They already committed their lives to Jesus. It's a sign of obedience to say, I want to get baptized. And baptism in the Bible is also, it's a symbol. It's a reality. It's a picture, a symbol of something that happened in our hearts. Um, so I'm going to call Kevin, uh, Kenneth, and Monique again to come to the front. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when I was in, when I was at youth, our my youth pastor explained it to us like this, and I, it's a cool way. So I still remember it. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Charles, <laughs> so he's he's supposed to have his wedding ring on. 
So when you guys look at Kenneth, you guys will see he has a wedding ring. So let's say you're a visitor, you don't know Kenneth. But what's your first thought of him when you see his wedding ring? When you see him, you realize that he's married. He's married to someone. He's not single. And when you look at Monique, you see her wedding ring. It's a physical thing that she wears. And it's showing something of a deep reality between them, that they made a covenant between each other, that they're married. And it's the same with baptism. When you get baptized, it's a physical act, like it's putting someone underwater, but it's a symbol of spiritual, a spiritual reality that are true in our lives. Thank you, Yuna. Yes, yes. So just two things, when we get baptized and you go under the water, you put the person under the water, it's, it's representing something. It's, we don't just do it for fun. It's representing, it's representing something. And it's representing the person dying with Jesus, the person being united with the death of Jesus. Um, and when the person comes out of the water, um, it represents resurrection. It represents new life. Um, it represents us that we were dead in our sins and Jesus made us alive um, and that we can be new beings, new people. But, the, but baptism isn't just symbolic. There's also a mystery about it. There's a spiritual thing that happens. Um, and I realized like, I don't really... The Bible tells us, and we'll read about it just now, but I can't really tell, put it in words. I can't really explain it. There's a, there's a mystery about it um, that I think, I don't think really we can fully understand it ever. Um, but there's a uniting with the death of Jesus and also a uniting with his resurrection. So you can turn your Bibles to Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6 verse 3. So Paul writes to the church in Rome, and he says the following. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. So quickly think about this. Think back to when the time you, were, you got baptized. Think, quickly just think about it when you were baptized. Remember that day. Symbolically and in a spiritual sense, you were united with the death of Jesus. And because of that, and when you came out, because of that, we can have newness of life. There's spiritual life that happens because we were united with the death of Jesus. And the way I see it is because Jesus took all of our sins when he died on the cross, all of my sins he carried and he died for it. He took the punishment that I deserved. And because I'm united with him in his death, 
I can actually have newness of life because on my record it says it's paid in full. Jesus has paid my sins. I don't have to pay something. Jesus already did. And therefore we can have newness, newness of life. But in verse 5, let's look at verse 5, it also says, For if we were united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. So Paul doesn't just speak about the thing where we are made spiritually alive when we get saved. He's pointed towards something that will happen in the future. We will be resurrected with Jesus when he comes back or when we die. Um, we will have new glorified heavenly bodies. We will be resurrected with him. And it's a work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit just as the Holy Spirit rose Jesus from the dead, so he will rise us from the dead as well. So for us, this is a great promise that if we've been united with him in his death, we can point back to baptism it's a great promise for us to hold on to that I will be raised with Jesus in the future. He will raise me up. It's not according to me or I believe the Bible is not maybe or it's not a thing that dark. It's certain. I will be raised, raised with Jesus. And then as well, baptism is for believers. It's for those who have put their faith in Jesus, it's for those who have repented, and for those whom the Holy Spirit has made alive, um, gave them a heart of flesh, took the heart of stone out. It's for those who have been reborn. Um, like Nicodemus, Jesus said to him, unless you are born again, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. For those of us who have been reborn, baptism is a step of obedience after that experience, after that decision. Then as well, many of the Catholic churches or Presbyterians, they will like put water on your forehead or they'll do all kinds of things. But if you look at church history and the way they did it in the Bible, the way that John did it, the way that Jesus' disciples did it, is they actually took the person and put their whole bodies under the water and brought them up. So that's the mode of baptism. That's the way we do it. Um, and the reason why we do it is because it represents us dying with Jesus. We are not, no longer ourselves. And then when we come out of the water, it represents uh, resurrection. Um, we have new life with him. So I want to go back to our scripture in Acts, where Peter told them they should repent, they should be baptized, um, for the forgiveness of their sins. And then as well, it, it tells them that so that they can receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So that they can receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. What's interesting is just before Jesus' crucifixion, he told his disciples, he in a sense prepped them for his death and his resurrection and that he should go away. Um, in a few days and he tells them it's for your like it's beneficial for you it's to your advantage it's best for you 
that I go. Because if I don't go, I can't send the helper to you. I can't give you the Holy Spirit. So it's beneficial for each one of us that Jesus went to heaven and gave us the Holy Spirit. And what's interesting for me is sometimes I think like, like in a sense, yes, God the Father is with us. And yes, in a sense, Jesus is with us. But in a sense, they're not. Like the Father is in heaven and Jesus is in heaven and the Spirit is with us. Just as the Heilige Geest, sorry, it's the Holy Spirit that's with us. It's the Holy Spirit that's with us. Um, but it's also true that Jesus is with us and the Father is with us through the Spirit. Um, it's a mystery. Um, so Jesus told his disciples, wait in Jerusalem. Uh, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you. And as they, they spent time in Jerusalem, as they prayed, um, the Holy Spirit did came. Let's go to Acts chapter 2, verse 1 to 4. So this is the account of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came. It says, When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So quickly think about this. They were Jews. Like, they had no idea what tongues are. Like, they had no idea what the Holy Spirit was. Jesus told them, I'm going to send you a helper. I'm going to send you a Holy Spirit. But I don't think they had, like, a box for him to put him in. Like, he... They didn't know what, what to expect. And all of a sudden, this awkward, weird, supernatural thing happened. And it was God. And I think f for me, sometimes, I'm scared of the supernatural, in a sense. I'm like, I want to be in my box. I don't want things to become too weird. Um, but imagine, like, the disciples... It got very weird. It was supernatural. They were speaking in other tongues, and God was in it. God was in it. And all the Jews gathered, and they were like, what's happening? And Peter told them, repent, be baptized for the forgiveness of sins, and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I want to, I feel like the Lord is asking us a question uh, tonight, is do you believe that we can have an encounter with Him? Do you believe that we can have an encounter with the Holy Spirit that totally changes your life, like tonight? Like, do we believe it? I think sometimes, I know I do, sometimes I'm just come to church because it's a routine thing. It's Sunday, so let's go to church. Or it's expected of me. But I realize, like, I don't have an expectation for Jesus to actually 
rock up and do something in me. I really want to encourage us. Man, Jesus can change our lives tonight. He can. And the Spirit is here, and He can move among us. Will we have faith in Him? Will we trust Him? Will we say, Jesus, here we are. Come, come move in us. Come work in us. I can remember when I was in Bible school, um, me and my friends were listening to a lot of uh, Leonard Ravenil, like the sermon jam, like short clips of, of Leonard Ravenil. And he was, a, he was a guy who did revivals and was flowing a lot in the spirit. And as we listened to it, we, we began to, God began to stir in us such a hunger for more of him, such a hunger for the work of the Holy Spirit. And one night we decided, you know what, we're not going to go to bed. We're just going to go and pray. And we went to like the little hall at Provence and we said to God, you know what, you are real and you can move among us. We're not going to leave tonight unless you've filled us. We're not going to leave unless you've touched us. We're not going to leave unless you've encountered each one of us. And I don't know, maybe we were just naive or young or I don't know. But there was a certain amount of faith we had that Jesus was able. And, man, we stayed there and we prayed and we prayed until, like, one or two in the morning. And that was a night that I can remember where, man, it changed my life. It changed the way I see things. Um, it gave me such a confidence that when we put our faith out, that God is able to move, that God is able to move. So I want to... I want to close with these two things. Um, one of the Stillboy elders uh, in Stillboy, um, he gave me some of his notes to work through a couple of months ago. And there was two sentences um, that he was, it was in his notes that stood, it so stood out for me. And it gripped my heart in such a sense that like, it changed my life. Um, it says the following. Your inheritance, that which God has for us, as a person, as an individual, and as a body, our inheritance, your inheritance, is to be regularly filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, the Christian life is not we get saved, we receive the Holy Spirit, and then we just go on. There's a regular thing of receiving the Spirit, being filled with the Spirit, encountering Him. And then the second one is your inheritance is to live in and through the power of the Holy Spirit. That which God has for you is to live in the power of the Spirit and also through the power of the Spirit. God doesn't, God don't just want to do something in you. He wants to do something through you as well. So we are all priesthood. We are a priesthood of all believers. It's not just Charles or Um Tom or Francois that God is using. He can use each one of us. And the, the reason why God can use them is because they're doing it through the Spirit. And the way, because the, God can use Shanae is because she's doing it through the Spirit. And so each one of us, if we will have humble, willing hearts who are faithful and say, Lord, come and use us, 
and surrender to him, he can use us. He can use us mightily. So I want to end with this, my prayer for us as a congregation and for us as, us as individuals um, is the following. Paul wrote it to the, the church in Corinth. Um, yeah, let's read it. So Martinetia come 2 Corinthians 13, verse 14 or so. It says, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. So that which Paul wanted to tell them, like his last words to them, that he desperately wanted them to experience and to understand and to live by, are these three things. He told them, the grace of the Lord Jesus be with you. Jesus of Anade. And the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. There was, a, there was an aspect of their Christian life where they had fellowship with the Holy Spirit. It wasn't just a thing where you received Him at salvation and then you forget about Him. That fellowship with the Holy Spirit. I want to share a last thing, a last illustration that the Lord um, spoke to me. And as I prayed about this thing of fellowship with the Holy Spirit, having relationship with Him, God came and showed me that the way I see the Holy Spirit in practice, the way I lived, was not having fellowship with Him ongoingly. So, quickly imagine this. Imagine... Okay, for those of us who are single, imagine you're getting married. For those of us who are married, imagine in the early days, okay? Imagine you just got married, and you're moving in with your spouse, and Vikas goes, Liffy, you can, you, can, you can stay in our bedroom, it's fine. You can be there. Um, I'll, I'll call you when I need you. So you can stay there. If I need you, I'll call you. You can come out. And God spoke to me in such a way like that relationship, that marriage will not work. It will not work. And God was like speaking to me like that's the way I was treating the Holy Spirit. That's the way I was like thinking about him. I was, he was just a person who I spoke to sought when I needed him. It wasn't a companion. He wasn't a friend, a lover. He was just someone who I spoke to when I needed him. And a while back, God so came and changed the way I see him as a person, that he's our friend. He wants to walk with us. Um, and in the most random times, like I think sometimes when we're at church, we're so spiritual and when we go to work or we're in the workplace where someone irritates us and we get angry and um, we don't feel so spiritual, it's in those moments where the Spirit wants to come alongside us and encourage us and walk with us and where we can have fellowship with Him even in those times where it's not lacking. Um, yeah, can I pray for us?
Yeah, Holy Spirit, thank you that you are here with us. Father, thank you that you, your heart was to be with us, Lord. Father, thank you that you, you're a God who wants to be near us, who wants to be close, who wants to be intimate. So Holy Spirit, I pray as um, we spend time with you tonight, and as we go through this week, we want to be close to you, Jesus. Yeah, Holy Spirit, I just want to pray for um, our times with you during the week, and as we spend time with you, may it be times of such refreshing and life, may it be life-giving. Holy Spirit, may we be led by you. May we be conscious, conscious of you. I pray it is in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Dion. I actually um, got reminded while he was talking uh, and um, about my first preach. 